Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. What a week to uh, <laughs> kick off here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Lots and lots and lots of stuff happening this week. We've got uh, a full opponent for the Pirates known. Pirate basketball wins a bowling shoe ugly affair on Saturday. Holden staying. And during the bye week, the Panthers said bye. To its offensive coordinator. Uh, welcome in. We say hello to Ben Byram, who is uh, back after a, uh, a week away. A little R&R for Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. <laughs> uh, ben, how was your uh, time away? Was it good? It was fun. It was good to see my brother again. Went to Graceland. Got to see the king. You, you Did you really go? It was a go? good time. Yeah, I really did win. Hmm. Interesting. Strike me as someone that would go to Graceland. and It's a lot smaller than you think it would be, right? Yeah, it's not a it's not the biggest house in the world. It's not this huge mansion right. you see nowadays. It's it's kind of like something you would see around here. But I guess for its time when Elvis bought it, it was Oh, it was big time. Big time. Big time. All right, uh, we know who the Pirates are playing in the Military Bowl. It's going to be the Boston College Eagles out of the ACC. Button slipped. I'm sorry. Not the sexiest of opponent, I'll admit. And if you want to sell tickets, probably not going to sell the most by two teams combined. Now, granted, that stadium's 30, 33,000. But, you know, there were 39,000 the year that ECU and uh, Maryland played the first year of the bowl. Bowl record, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And look, I think Virginia Tech would have sold a, hearth, a healthy amount of tickets. They got a new coach that had kind of been fired up to start the, the new year. Uh, I think Virginia, with Bronco Mendenhall calling it quits, would have been a pretty good ticket. You don't want to play a guy who's going out, though, because that's a win it for the Gipper. But look, BC, you know, they probably, that's probably an area of the country where they actually have some alumni and maybe some current students. So we'll see. You know, that, that sort of Nova uh, DMV part of the world. So we'll we'll see if they, they draw anything or not. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it is going to be a tougher matchup than Pirate fans realize. Because they started 4-0, then their quarterback got hurt, then they lost four in a row, and then they, you know, had that middling finish to be 6-6. Six and six. Not saying they're world beaters or anything. But I think it'll be a little tougher matchup for the than, than the average fan realizes. It's well, a good, solid bowl matchup. If I remember correctly, coming into the season when it came to Boston College, all the uh, the talking heads and all the big college football experts were talking about how the Eagles were supposed to be the team that you need to watch out for. They're going to be a team that's going to be overlooked and kind of surprise a lot of people. So, mm. fortunately, they had some in- injuries and whatnot. Yeah, but. that had a little bit to do with it. You know, I think there's always. A team, okay, if you're going to pick it, because they've kind of done that before. Boston College yeah. has had okay years and surprised people, but uh, they just signed their coach to an extension. Uh, five-year extension, I believe it was, for uh, Jeff Halfley, who, who'd come from the NFL. He'd been with the Bucks and uh, been some other places in the National Football League before taking the BC job. BC's always got kind of this interesting character as a head coach. I mean, somebody as a head coach that's not really – so it's not Southern football. Let's just say that. Hey, I was thinking yesterday because I got on the call last night that they had, and there was a real sort of character with a, an accent, and it was really, really something. And so I got to wondering, Ben, if Boston College were a huge deal in the North in Boston, and they're not, unfortunately, but if they were, could we get the guys from your your radio network buddies up there on? Because we've been waiting for them forever, and we never have gotten them on the, the show. What's the guy's name? Wiggy? Wiggy? Wiggy. 
I know the one show I called into was almost like an I told you so situation because I called up there and told him that Cam was going to suck, and he did, so maybe they're a little upset about that. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, so that is uh, who the Pirates are going to be playing. Uh, this is Mike Houston talking about the uh, bowl opponent and playing in a bowl game, and this is cut 25 on the vast soundbite roster today. Our kids... You know, th- this is this is the goal. You know, they they made this as a uh, as a goal when I when I took the job and to get us, to get the Pirates back into uh, back into bowl bowl games and uh, you know back into you know, playing playing in situations like this. And so, uh, just you're really excited about the opportunity and more from Coach Houston and others coming back. Holt Naylor's announced he's coming back over the weekend. And I guess I, I just I never was quite sure where he was going. I guess there was some talk about would he be a guy that would play in the NFL. That never was really said. Maybe I was oblivious to this, but I'm kind of the same way. I didn't really understand the talks about him leaving. I mean, it wasn't. Re- I didn't feel like it was a thing he really brought up. It was kind of outside noise, well, kind of bringing it upon him. That was what was interesting. Was it was outside noise and yeah. who was involved in the outside noise? And you know, maybe there might have been a. Hey, why don't you ask somebody this question? And yeah. I mean, I'm not casting dispersions, but it just seemed like an oddly timed, oddly conceived concept. It just never really made a lot of sense no. to me. Yeah. Now, had you told me he was thinking about maybe going somewhere as a grad transfer, play, change of change of venue, just go see what he could do somewhere else? Or just a bigger school. I mean, that, that makes sense. Well, if, yeah. he's, he, if he has pro aspirations, I, that makes a lot of sense. I would have said... I understand that. I, I get where he's coming from, and I would have had no issues at all with it. I don't think anybody would have an issue at all if if he had said, "Hey, I, I'm really thinking about maybe hitting the hitting the portal and just see what I could do." Yeah, I don't think there's a problem. Pat with him that. on the back. I've been very consistent with this. Pat him on the back. Say, "Hey, thanks for what you did for your four years. Thanks for getting this program back to a bowl." Yeah, you accomplished your goal. Right. You did. You did your thing. God thanks bless a lot. and best. Of, now he's coming back. I think it's great. If he makes strides, he improves. They're going to have a lot of talent around him. Uh, I do think the version we see late in the season needs to be the version that plays the whole season. Absolutely, especially for a guy that's going to be going into his fifth year of playing. Like he's he's got to step up and be better. I mean, we just haven't seen a guy that looks like a fourth year player so far this year. Well, we have, later yeah, in, we later have, on. we have, we have recently, and he's a little bit of a slow starter, a, a fast finisher, perhaps. Yeah. But I will I will say this, I, I if he does come back and he has pro aspirations, and that's what this was all about, then he should want to come back to a situation where he knows the offense, come back to a situation that he is the incumbent starter, would not have to conceivably earn it in any kind of tra- – and if you're transferring to the right situation, you're going to know that you're going to go in, but you have to learn a new offense. I mean, there's a lot that comes down to, to making that decision. So – Let's assume he was really looking at NFL prospects. Obviously, those prospects said you got a little bit of more to do. But would you find yourself wanting to be in the best situation possible to accentuate your your skill set? Yeah, and and that to me would be here at ECU. So I, I just I personally have had a hard time kind of wrapping my mind around this. And I was asked, did I talk about it? I said, well, no, we really didn't. Because the, the thought of him going to the NFL never really crossed anybody's mind this year. I, I thought, again, this is just me personally. It would not have shocked me if he'd said, hey, I, I'm, I'm thinking about transferring yeah. or, or entering the portal. And, and I, I, again, don't think anybody would need to have any problems with that. Well, I think the problem with this whole situation with the uh, idea that Holton was going to leave or whatever was the fact that it was very vague and there wasn't a lot of validity to the situation just – a lot of vagueness. We weren't quite sure what was the deal, why he would leave. Uh, like you mentioned, the timing of it didn't make a lot of sense. You know, what's what's the purpose here? What's your motivation here for leaving? It just a lot of things just didn't necessarily right. add up. So there was really no point in adding any kind of validity or giving it any kind of uh, look, second look. Well, I, again, I, I just it seemed to come out of left field. Uh, I didn't realize this cut of him and making the announcement he's returning. Uh, was was all about so let's let's hit this here uh because i mean we've got it so we might as well play it but this was from his press conference on on a saturday yeah holt naylor's announcing he's returning 
I committed here, you know, I had a vision of what this place could be um, and, and coached it to, I mean, when we first got here, um, we talked about filling up that stadium and getting back to a bowl game. And this year has probably been the most rewarding year of my life, really, at least my sports life. Um, but, you know, with that being said, um, I am going to return um, for my fifth year. Well, Naylor's also talked about what led the decision to the return to ECU. Shoot. Um, you know, I went back and forth a lot, honestly. Um, I knew it was going to be hard to leave. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, my goal was to get this place back to a bowl game, and I did that. Um, so, but then, I mean, when you look past that and you do have an extra year with the guys that we have returning and our team that we have returning, it was going to be hard to turn it down. I mean, I told Coach that, too. It was going to be hard to to leave this place, to leave these, these teammates that I came in with. I mean, I don't know how many returners we, we're going to have returning, but there's going to be a lot. Um, just the way this is set up, um, it's, it's a good opportunity for us next year, and I'm excited to be a part of it. All right, so that was Halton making the decision that he is, or making the announcement of the decision he's coming back. Uh, more on this coming up in uh, a little bit. Uh, I was actually looking at the wrong clip there, Ben. I was, I was looking at the Houston reaction to uh, Holton coming back. And let's play that now because, uh, you know, I think that that is a, um, I think that is an interesting part of this story too. So this is Mike Houston's reaction. Cut one, number uno on the vast soundbite roster here. Well, I think, you know, number one, you know, last time I stood up here, I really did mean what I said is, and I told him all along, whatever he decided to do, I supported that because, you know, it's, it's his life. Uh, and we talked about a lot of the, the, the pros and the cons and stuff like that. And I know he talked to a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I understand what his goals are, not only for here, but for his life. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to support him and help him achieve that. And, uh, you know, and like we were talking about earlier before everybody came in here, just, you know, the whole world of college football right now. I mean, yeah, we could go out and, and get, a, get a, a transfer quarterback or something like that. But, you know, the quarterbacks that we have here, we recruited here. And we've, we've invested in those guys. We believe in those guys. And, you know, I would prefer that that's, those are the guys that we run this program with. And so whether it's, whether it's Holton or Mason or Ryan or Walt or Alex, I mean, you know, those kids, you know, we care about them. And uh, they're an important part of our program. And so, uh, you know, it's, it, it certainly means a lot uh, to have him back for another year. Um, you know, it, it would mean a lot to have the entire room back. Yeah, indeed. All right. Um, last thing in this block here, and again, we'll get to some of this audio throughout the day as we can here. We, we've kind of cleared the deck because uh, we wanted to give some uh, perspective, some talk, some audio. Intertwine it all in, maybe some Ben stories. I don't know. But we're gonna, we've moved Zoke to tomorrow to the 90-minute edition. But uh, congrats to the Rose Rampants for getting back to the state championship game. They're going to be playing a Friday night, 7 o'clock in Chapel Hill. We'll be on the air a little before 7 with uh, our pregame for Rose Rampant football on 94.3, the game Croft, Scooter, and RV. Scooter's going to be there. Scooter came up and sought me out after the game Saturday. We're going to broadcast the game right away. I said, yeah, as far as I know, we are. Who told you? Well, RV said this one time. I said, no, 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 we're, we're going to be there. <laughs> he's You're the going, biggest baby. Rose fan I've ever You're been You're going, Scoot. You're, and he's texted me. This is great. I so, love that. So I said, Scooter, uh, you'll be fine. Another lengthy cut, but well worth it here. Well, no, here's, here's what we'll do. Let's do cut 40 because of the time constraint situation here. And this is, you know, he, Bland was on the staff at 15 that went to the state title game and lost to Charlotte Catholic. Uh, this is uh, Coach Willie Bland talking about uh, the lessons he'll take for that because he's got a couple other veteran coaches who've coached in the state championship game before on his staff. Well, I've I've heard from Coach King, Coach Lovey. I mean, Coach um, Wateki even gave me a call and told me, you know, you just gotta enjoy, enjoy being there. Don't try to do stuff that you didn't do in the whole season to prepare yourself for this. To so go out there, um, do what you've been doing the whole season. Trust your kids, trust your coaches, and then just. Trust the community that they got your back. And um, when we get up there, to, um, do what you've been doing. Do what you have done to get you to this point. And, and that's play great football, great offense, great defense. And then um, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And then at the end of the day, we're either holding it up or we, we, we participate in it. 
All right, well, Bland, and again, they'll play uh, Greensboro Dudley. Uh, we'll get to all of this audio and some more, plus the Pirates on, not the Pirates, the Panthers, on an open week. Open the door, and they kick Joe Brady right out of it. So we'll talk about that some and uh, much more. Right now, caller 5 at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. We will have for you a fun pack. A four-pack, actually, of Pirate basketball tickets. A family four-pack to the game tomorrow night against North Carolina A&T. Caller 5 at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. If you're Caller 5, you'll win that four-pack of tickets to the game tomorrow night. ECU basketball and NCA&T. Panthers, Pirates, Rampants, and more when we come back. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Greenville Awning and Canopy wants you to be able to go outside without all the aggravation from outdoor pests. In addition to their custom awnings for your home or business, Greenville Awning and Canopy now offers screening services for your porch or deck. Call today to schedule your free estimate with Greenville Awning and Canopy, 252-752-1261. That's 252-752-1261. Whether you're looking for a new awning or screened-in deck, Greenville Awning and Canopy has got you covered. Finally, we're back to traveling for the holiday season. Save time, fly local at flypgv.com. Whether you're flying to see family or having a family vacation, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte, then anywhere on the map. Save holiday time by parking right at the PGV terminal. Save time with short lines and ticketing and security. Save time by not driving an hour and a half to a big city airport. Check out the competitive rates offered at aa.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport this holiday season. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Corolla down to Wilmington, to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756 8300. This year, U.S. Cellular is making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right. Any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular. America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. Never a dull moment in P-Mania land, Ben. I got to head over and do the women's basketball game on ESPN+. I look like I've been outside working all day. You know why? Because I've been outside working all day. No shave. I said, guys, I look terrible. Worse than I normally look. You know, usually I pull it together with a nice coat and a nice tie and all that. 
the softer side of Sears. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Haven't had to do this in a bit, so where you just come in and you parachute in like that. Uh, we got Clay. The winner of our tickets was Clay Medlin, Rose Athletic Director. This is not a set-up thing. I mean, this is how it worked out. Clay called, and this gives us a chance to talk about uh, tickets to the championship game this Friday. So congratulations to you all, Clay, getting there. That's great stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, it's been a heck of a year and a great playoff run so far, Patrick. So we gotta, we've got one more week ahead of us. Well, you got tickets to the basketball game tomorrow night, so that's you know good. Uh, and you <laughs> I was t- hoping to talk to you when I was hoping to talk to you when I called in. Now, well, I got Ben. This isn't one of those deals where I'm answering the phones too. I mean, I, I, I already do enough around here, Clay, as you know. Um, oh, I understand. Yeah. you can't do it all by yourself. I cannot. I, I got. I, it takes a village. It takes a team. All right. So <laughs> let me ask you this: uh, if if fans want to go Friday night to Chapel Hill, what's the ticket situation to, to cheer on Rose to a state title? Yeah, so all the fan, all the uh, tickets this year, Patrick, are on GoFans for the for the uh, playoffs, and it is GoFan dot G O F A N GoFan dot com slash N C H S A A. Okay, and if you pull up that site, you'll be able to see all four uh, state championship games listed. Scroll to Rose versus Dudley, click on that, and you can purchase as many tickets as you like right there. How you feeling about the? I mean, Dudley's been around. They've been to like Rose. They've been to a few of these things. I mean, you talk about two classic uh, athletic programs in state history. I'd put these two right up there with anybody. Yeah, no question about it. Especially in the football world, you know, I talked to their AD on Saturday night, and we talked for a few minutes, and you know, we kind of exchanged the same wording to each other. You know, when they saw Rose and we saw Dudley, we said, "Well, we we know we're going to see a good program at least," and. uh yeah, they've had a lot of success, Patrick. They, they've they're always good. They're always in the hunt, even on their, you know, quote unquote down years. They're still a, a, a very formidable opponent for anybody. And they're, um, you know, one of our coaches told me, you know, and if you've seen our if you've seen our games the last few weeks, they told me that they're the size of seventy first and the athleticism of Jacksonville. Wow. And that's uh that's a that's a heck of a combination because. 71st is one of the biggest teams I've seen in a long time. <laughs> and Jacksonville was extremely, extremely athletic you know, across the front and on the back. So they, uh, Dudley's going to be a very good team. You know, they've got, a, 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 I think, a one-possession loss to Hillside wow. back in week three. And since then, I mean, they have, uh, they've been giving up no points. So it's, we've got a tall task on our hands. But, you know, our guys are playing well. And coaches feel good. Coaches feel like we can exploit them in a couple places. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, Clay Bedlin, Rose Athletic Director. He happened to win the basketball tickets. I mean, this was total chance, wasn't it, Ben? He won the basketball <laughs> tickets. It's not set up. No, it's not set up. All right, Clay, again, give people the ticket information if they want to go to watch the uh, Rampants play in Chapel Thrill on Friday night. Go to gofan.com slash NCHSAA. And um, when you go there, you'll, you'll it'll bring up all four games. You scroll till you hit the Rose and Dudley game and click on it and purchase the tickets that way. All right. Hey, congratulations. And uh, we, we had some sound from Willie B. earlier. We'll talk to Bland throughout the week and hear from him more. But uh, congratulations to you guys. That's awesome. Thank you. Hey, look, thanks uh, for your coverage all year long. And you guys continue to promote uh, not only Rose High Athletics, but athletics really at the high school level all across the state. You guys are one of the, the front runners in, in promoting our sports. And, and we thank you guys a lot for that. That's really great. Well, we're happy to do it. It's a big part of uh, the community here. Thanks a lot, Clay. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks, B-Man. See you. All right. Your boy, Joe Brady. I, I know you're going to probably rat because I'm basically turning the keys everything over to you. I got to I, yeah. I, I go call a game. and, I'm, and It's now hit me. I got to go call a game, and I'm yeah. a little nervous. We, but let me put in a tough situation here. Oh, yes. I, my, I, so I called my wife during the break and said, honey, I got to go do this. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you're not ready because she knows how long I spend getting ready. And I'm like, I've always said if I had to go in and just, you know, like helicopter in, I could do it. Yeah. We're about to find now out. Now you got to put your money where your <laughs> yeah, mouth I is. Put now. my money where my mouth is now. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so I, I don't even know who the hell they're playing, but this will be fun. We'll figure it all. No, Central. They're playing Central tonight. There you go. You see, yeah. you're already ready. Yeah, I'm you're already set. ready. Yeah, pre game's done. Look, there's some guys and girls that do this. That's about all they do. Yeah. So all I you need to know. I, you know, I'm, I'm at least right there with them. Uh, my take on the Brady thing the timing a little odd. We'll talk to Zoke more about it tomorrow. Yeah, we go ahead and do it. But, I mean, it didn't happen during your bye week, so it's, they could work on things. But uh, everybody says, well, the scapegoat. All we heard is that what a genius this guy was. Yeah. 
He was and, the next big head coaching prospect. And I understand the offensive line has been terrible. I understand McCaffrey's not played for the majority of the time he's been there. I understand Cam Newton is 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 burnt out and, and is no longer a viable player. Uh, I understand his quarterbacks have not been good. But he's not done anything that leads me to believe he can be creative. Like, really good coaches yeah. still come up with good game plans, even if they're in a talent deficiency situation. Absolutely, yeah. And I never saw that. There was no creativity from this guy. Not only, not only that, they talk about the sole reason why Sam Darnold came to Carolina is because that was Joe Brady's guy. Joe Brady wanted him, and uh, that has not aged too well as we're sitting in December now and Sam Darnold's on the bench. So, But if you, know, you know what I'd do? I'd, I'd still keep Darnold and, I mean, play him next year. Absolutely. I, I say so, too. Because quarterback is not your issue. It is, but it's not yeah. your only issue. No, offensive line, without a doubt. They don't have a tight end? Exactly. What you going to do with McCaffrey? Yeah. Right those now, you are don't your really have a running back. Those, yeah, those are your issues. I mean, a receiver who can catch consistently, those are your issues. I think there's locker room issues, too, amongst this team. People don't want to talk about it, but that Robbie Anderson deal, I think, exposed a lot when it came to this team in the locker room. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a mess right now. I mean, this team is on track to be a dumpster fire for the next few years. So they have to get it figured out or All we're right. going to be in a huge mess. All right, you ready to do an update? Always ready. All right, you going to do a pirate report? Yeah, I'm down. You're going to rail on Joe Brady some more? I'll do the show. I'm ready. All right, that's all I wanted to hear. All right, uh, we'll see Ben on Wednesday back in the building here. Maybe see him out at the ball at the uh, arena tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow for a 5 to 6.30 edition. Ben will carry you through the rest. i got to get over to Minji's really quick here. Help those folks out. Remember, if the ball goes in the hoop, that means they scored. Oh, shut up. You're all right, uh, yeah. yeah. What if what What if somebody on the same team scores on their own team? Well, I, I would not know anything about that. <laughs> I'll see you later. All right, take it easy. All right, here's Ben with an update. We'll start from Pirate Nation. Plenty of happening and plenty to unpack. ECU officially knows their opponent from the Military Bowl on December 27th. They'll take on ACC foe 6-6 six six Boston College. Meanwhile, what would have been the highest-rated football recruit in the history of Pirate football and receiver Caleb Webb has decommitted from ECU. No official reason has been given. Pirate quarterback Holton Aylers has announced that he'll be returning to ECU next year as the starting quarterback at their pondering pro aspirations or potentially transferring from ECU. You. Meanwhile, Pirate football head coach Mike Houston was granted an extension through 2026 worth $11.5 million. And Pirate basketball defeated Gardner Webber the weekend 62 to 52 to remain undefeated at home. From college football, Cincinnati's officially became the first group of five school to ever get a playoff berth as they'll play for the national title along the likes of Michigan, Alabama, and Georgia. Notre Dame and Ohio State were the first two out, and they're on the outside looking in of the college football playoffs. Many big time names have entered the transfer. Portal's top quarterback recruit in last year's class, Quinn Ewers, is leaving Ohio State. Spencer Rattler is leaving Oklahoma, and UC quarterback, UCF quarterback, excuse me, Dylan Gabriel will be leaving the Knights. Meanwhile, many coach head coaching fires and hires out of college football as Manny Diaz is now fired from Miami. Oregon head coach Mario Cristobal is expected to be in for the Hurricanes. Meanwhile, Lincoln Riley leaves the Sooners for USC. Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables now at the helm at Oklahoma. And Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame to coach LSU. From high school football, Jay Trotz is officially headed to the state championship after defeating Jacksonville at home. The Ramplets will battle doubly this Friday at 7 o'clock at Kingdom Stadium in Chapel Hill. Live play-by-play coverage can be heard with Croft Massey and legendary Rosehead coach RV right here on your flagship station, the ECU Pirates. 94-3 the game Friday starting at 6.50. Meanwhile, Rose weren't the only team locally to make it to the state championship as local powerhouse Tarbo will take on Mitchell in the 1-8-8 state championship. Wrapping up from the Carolina Panthers, they have officially agreed to part ways with offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Assistant Jeff Nixon will now take over the play calling duties on offense. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron. Coming up next, Pirate Report. A lot happening in Pirate football. All that and much more here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And Pirates. Later, Panthers. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 
Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, and Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, an independent licensee of Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health you'll be working with neighbors you can trust people like alan hill or tony boyd these agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams these farm bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products but they are also tuned in to the greenville community again contact alan hill or tony boyd today at farm bureau insurance in greenville 252-756-3165 that's 252-756-3165 Hi, this is Matt Murchison from Greenville Nissan. It's a fact. Purchase a new Nissan from Greenville Nissan and pay nothing down and no interest on 14 Nissan models, like the 2021 Nissan Rogue or Nissan Armada. Here's another fact. We have inventory while other dealerships don't. Shop GreenvilleNissan.com to see all our inventory and to check out the new, redesigned 2022 Nissan Frontier and Pathfinder. But hurry in. These offers in our inventory won't last forever. Greenville Nissan, where you can always expect miracles. I'm here in the studio with Lance Clark of Bill Clark Homes, one of the largest home builders in eastern Carolina. And much of the concentration has been right here in their hometown of Greenville and Pitt County. Lance, you guys have been doing this a long time. Yes, we have, Henry, and I appreciate it. Uh, Last year, we celebrated our 40th anniversary, which we're extremely proud of, and we are and have always been family-owned and operated. Lance, tell us why a homeowner would choose Bill Clark Homes to build their home. Well, one thing that we do that we're really proud of is we like to make the customer part of the process. We have our own design department where we draw our own plans so you can modify and make the house the way you would like it. And another thing is we have a one-stop shop design center with two professional decorators to guide you through that process. So, Lance, what's the price range that you focus on at Bill Clark Homes? Right now, our houses are from 160 all the way up to 500,000, and we have those houses in most school districts all around Greenville and Pitt County. For more information, contact BillClarkHomes.com. Starting OMG, hey, it's been forever. I'm so ready to see North Carolina and turn right in 52 miles onto the Blue Ridge Parkway for epic views. Then continue ahead on Highway 12 and hit the beach and take exit 33 for a city excursion with museums, games, concerts, Sorry, I'm just so excited. Everyone could use some adventure. Get back to a better place at visitnc.com. Sponsored by the NC Association of Broadcasters and Visit NC, a part of the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina in cooperation with this station. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. It's like this, yo. Yo, when Tate pull his verses out, promoters pull their purses out that money for a purchase out that charge card. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Producer Ben Barm now filling in for the P Man as he was impromptu, kind of called in to do ECU women's basketball, which you could watch tonight at 6 o'clock as they take on NC Central. I believe the first hundred people in attendance get this really nice, kind of patriotic ECU shirt. So make sure you be there. Tickets are pretty low. It's not going to cost you too much in this Christmas holiday season. So make sure you go out there and support your fellow pirates. In the meantime, let's get into today's pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Today's pirate report brought to you by Bill Clark Homes. They were the ones that made a huge contribution to Pirate Nation by purchasing those entire upper deck tickets for that South Carolina game to honor first responders in our military for 9-11. Bill Clark Homes personifies pirates supporting pirates. Also, today's Pirate Report is brought to you by Seahorse Steakhouse, where you'll always get Danny Steaks and Mama's Cakes, and by Barber Hendrick Honda at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Let's start with the Military Bowl here. We finally got an opponent. They're taking on 6-6 Boston College, kind of a beat-up team. Not necessarily the upper echelon of the ACC. I think this is a good opportunity for the Pirates to get back on track when it comes to this football program. A good, this is, this is a reasonable opponent to face. 
this is a team where you can look at it and you can be confident you can get a win out of the ACC. Wasn't too confident in Louisville. Not saying we would have completely lost that game or anything, but Malik Cunningham for Louisville, he's he's a baller. I mean, he might have thrown that thing all over us. Who knows? Defense has been playing well, but he's very similar to Desmond Ritter in a way, and we didn't fare too well against Desmond Ritter. In the meantime, we are taking Boston on Boston College. Their quarterback's a little banged up. Here's Coach Houston from the Military Bowl press conference yesterday talking about his first impressions of what he's seen so far on film from Boston College. Got a chance to uh, see Boston College on a crossover film with uh, Temple earlier in the year, and then uh, got a chance. I think it was on a Friday night to see them play uh, against Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, before one of our games later in the year, and so um, you know, big, strong, physical, hard-nosed football team. Uh, you know, I, I think Coach has done a great job there, and and obviously, I think he probably has a similar philosophy to what I do, and into what, uh, you know, how, how you play the sport and, and how your program should be run. And uh, it's just, it should be, should be a great matchup. Uh, just excited. Uh, you know, it'd be great to be back in Annapolis. Uh, we were there a few weeks ago. Obviously a pretty uh, pretty electric way to, 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 to leave Annapolis when we, uh, when we were last there. So, uh, you know, we've got some good luck going, going for us in that stadium. So uh, hopefully that continues. But just, you know, Honored to be a part of it and uh, excited for the opportunity. That military bowl matchup against Boston College at Annapolis, Maryland comes your way December 27th, right after Christmas at 2.30. Kickoff slated for then. In the meantime, before that game, you could tune in for live coverage, live pregame coverage with our Bush-like tailgate show, pregame show, excuse me, with uh, Patrick Johnson, ECU football legend Terrence Copper. That comes your way at 11 o'clock on December 27th. We'll do a special two-and-a-half-hour edition of the show leading up to network coverage of that Military Bowl. Tickets now on sale. And make sure you show up at Show Up, Pirate fans. Last time we were in the Military Bowl, we broke the attendance record. We broke the ticket sales record for the Military Bowl against Maryland. So let's do the same here. Let's support these Pirates. They did what we wanted them to do. They got back on track. They got to a bowl game. It's, it's a reasonable drive. You could probably get back that same day, that same night. Uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't be there if you're a true big Pirate fan and you're free that time. It's right after the holidays. Tickets don't cost that much. It's not going to – the trip may not cost you that much. It's not going to hurt your pockets too much if you're really dedicated and really want to go. Meanwhile – Houston also addressed the big news about him getting extended in this press conference and the fact that Holton Ehlers is returning. We don't, we weren't quite sure why there was any news about him not being able to return to the Pirates in the first place. He never kind of hinted at the fact that he would leave. But here's kind of Mike Houston's thoughts at Holton Ehlers kind of making an official announcement that he will be returning. Uh, there's no such thing of him transferring or going pro or anything like that just yet. Mike Houston on that, and Mike Houston on his extension. It's been a good week, you know. I think uh, it's ironic that I think uh, you know, you know, Jeff and I both got uh, you know extensions in the in the past several days, and so uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 a good time as a coach now. So you, you certainly want to be on this end as opposed to uh, kind of the uh, the alternative. But uh, you know, Holton Holton deciding to come back is obviously something that's important for the program. Um, just outstanding young man. Uh, I've, I've said it many times. Just you know what he means to us, and uh, you know he's a great leader. Uh, but uh, you know I, I think that kind of gets that whole issue put uh, put to rest uh, and allows everyone, uh, including him, to focus on uh, preparing for a very good Boston College team. So um, it's been a good week. Uh, you know, looking forward to uh, you know several weeks together with these kids and and uh, working towards trying to achieve our next goal. With the injuries and all of Boston College, specifically at the quarterback position, uh, Mike Houston talked a little bit about this Boston College Eagles team might be a little bit better than what their record indicates this year. The things that stood out to me when I watched them play was just you know their front seven on defense. Uh, I, I think the physicality of uh, you know both both fronts, O line and D line. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the game later in the season that I saw him play, they, they, you know, the quarterback was not healthy. So, um, I, I, I think they're a really good football team. Uh, I think, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, but I, I believe in our bunch too. So, uh, 
should be a great should be a great game. I thought this was an interesting little soundbite here. Uh, before there was an opponent even announced Saturday, uh, Mike Houston was asked about how do you kind of approach practices so far in the offseason as you're preparing for a bowl game where you don't really know who your opponent is. You know it's going to be an ACC foe. You're not sure if it's going to be Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Syracuse, whatever the case may be. It ended up being Boston College, but he talked about do you just kind of start planning uh, and kind of have to manage – maybe planning for Virginia, Virginia Tech early on, try to get a head start, or do you just solely focus on yourself? So what's the balance of kind of preparing for this bowl game and uh, what has been done uh, so far before an opponent was even announced to kind of get this team on track for this bowl game? Well... It's a mixture. You know, the last three days for, you know, for the guys like, you know, Holton and Rajay and Keaton on offense, you know, a couple of the other guys um, that played high volume snaps, uh, you know, their reps have been, you know, dialed back. You know, like the, the starting offensive line, you know, they may have had 12 live, you know, thud reps today. Uh, you know, so the young guys, now, they've been more like preseason camp the last three days. And it's been great. I mean, it's been great to, you know, some, some young players that I think will be really good players that you may not even know their name right now. Uh, we've been able to really spend a lot of time with them the last three days because you don't have an opponent to focus on. And we do plan a little bit, you know, even next week when we start focusing on whoever we're going to play, we still want to take portions of practice for those guys. Um, and that's where you get, you know, that extra time and that's a, a great bonus for the bowl game because you know we do have a lot of time between now and the bowl game. So it's you got to balance between we got to try to keep our guys that are, are going to be on the field playing you know significant snaps, keep them sharp uh, as we go through this bowl prep. Uh, and at the same time, we want to be very fresh and ready to go. Now it was interesting that he brought up the young guys here, just solely focusing on the young guys in practice. The word from practice so far is that one guy that's really stood out amongst the young guys is the walk-on, Kerry King at receiver. Uh, if you remember correctly, that was the guy in the spring game earlier in the year in their scrimmage, their kind of inter-team scrimmage, who balled out and I believe had two or three touchdowns in that little scrimmage there. So that's a guy to keep an eye on. I don't think he'll be using that game, but it's definitely a player to look forward to. Uh, later on down the line. Uh, in the meantime, obviously, Coach Houston, uh, this is kind of new to him. You know, he hasn't really played in the postseason in FBS football so far. Obviously, he's had some success in FCS football, winning a national championship there with JMU, and he's had some success at Lenore Ron in the postseason and the Citadel and whatnot. But um, he was asked, like, was he, he was asked whether he was reaching out to FBS coaches, other FBS coaches who have had success in bowl games, have had success in the postseason about how do you prep for a bowl game? How do you kind of get your team acclimated to getting ready for a bowl game? How do you put the nerves at rest amongst your team and amongst yourself? Simply, how do you get ready for postseason football and FBS? Did he reach out to any other FBS coaches this year or in this offseason so far? Here was Coach Houston on that. Yeah. I mean, so I've, I've got uh, you know some bowl practice schedules and uh, and practice schedules from several of the Power Five schools that have done it successfully uh, and consulted with them. Um, and then it is it is not dissimilar from the national championship, you know, at the FCS level because there's about, you know, a month uh, between the semifinal game and the national championship game, which is played in early January. So just kind of took some things that we uh, kind of learned from those runs that we had there and um, you know what some other schools have done, and of course we also have we have you know a lot of guys on our staff that have you know played in a lot of bowl games over the year. And then Houston kind of wrapped it up talking about what the military bowl personally means to him. Of course, Houston has some experience working with our uh, military and our service members with his stint at the Citadel. That's of course is a service academy, a military academy. He talked about what the military bowl means to him and just what the military means to him in general. I think more so from maybe my time at the Citadel uh, and having a strong connection, obviously, with the military there and, you know, relationships with a lot of guys that uh, had served or are serving now. Uh, I've got players that played for me that are serving now. I just have a lot of respect for everything that surrounds this bowl. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, some of the benefits and the causes 
uh, whether it's the, the wounded warriors or the military vets or whatever, um, you know, I think that uh, it's something that I'm glad we're associated with. Always good to hear. Always good to hear a shout-out to our military and service members during the holidays. In the meantime, let's get to the players here. Of course, Holton had a big week uh, announcing his return to the program. Not quite sure why that was even in doubt in the first place. But uh, he talked about what it means to get to that bowl game, what it means to play in the military bowl, all that and much more here with Holton Aylers. No, yeah, it does. Um, the bowl game is, means a lot. You know, a conference championship means a lot too. Um, the records, I mean, they might mean a lot down the road. You know, I'm just focused on the team aspect of it now um, and, and getting to a conference championship and letting the rest take cover itself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, when I was, I guess, 17 when I committed, um, I'll be 23 next year. I'm still playing here, so. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I didn't really think about that too much, but. Uh, um, it's been a long run. Um, just now, you know, I was talking to my family about it, and this we've been through all the crap, you know, and now it's time to enjoy the good days of it um, and flipping this program and enjoy, you know, the days coming ahead. So, Let's get over to six-year senior uh, Bruce Bivens. Obviously, he's been with the program during its darkest times under the Scotty Moe era. Kind of one of them been the premier players on the defense during that Scotty Moe era. He's been through the thick of it. He stuck it out during the Houston era early on. And he stuck it around to finally getting a bowl game after six years. He talked about what that means to him and what it means to what this opportunity means to play in the military bowl in general. I mean, the same as it always been. I mean, we brothers. You know, we enjoy we enjoy each other. You know, win or loss. So, I mean, we just enjoying each other like we always have. So Bivens obviously downplaying a little bit, but you can't help but think that he's definitely really excited to finally get to a bowl game after being through the worst of it, probably being under the regime of probably one of the worst head coaches in ECU history. Uh, may not be the worst, but it's definitely debatable. He's definitely in the conversation with Scotty Montgomery. Um, in the meantime, you can't help but to think to be just happy for this team in general and happy specifically for Bruce Bivens, who stuck it out while a lot of his teammates left. Um a lot of his teammates, let's face it, got shafted or just weren't good enough to play on this team or play D1 football. We've seen that a lot, even under Mike Houston era, where guys early on were starters, and uh, they maybe maybe didn't necessarily had what it take to be a starter here and ultimately needed to go or find a way to leave because there was no playing time for him. It was pretty evident that um, they just weren't fit to play D1 football, and Bruce Bivens was one of those guys who stuck it out once a lot of his friends and his teammates had left and he stuck it out through a lot of turnarounds, so it's always nice to hear uh, a guy that overcame adversity who stuck it out, stuck to his guns, believed in himself, and they finally got to a bowl game. Let's get to John Young here. John Young's had an amazing year. He's routinely popping on the Ray Guy uh, weekly honors every week. He's always on the Ray Guy watch list. He may be a guy who has a good chance to win it this year. He's even a guy who maybe has pro aspirations. When you talk about any player on this team uh, who may go pro in years to come, or maybe even this year. Um, one guy that's probably at the top of the list is our punter, John Young. He's consistently been great. He talks about what he's kind of seen from the young guys developing in practice and what it means to finally get to a bowl game. We're kind of focusing on ourselves and going through the fundamentals, taking a step back and really watching film, make sure we're going back to the basics. Um, today was a fun day. Uh, Got to watch a bunch of the guys that don't really get very many reps, get some reps and some live reps, so that was fun to watch. Ultimately address the ultimate question when it comes around John Young or it comes about John Young or surrounding John Young. Are you going to declare for the draft? I mean, you have legitimate pro aspirations on this team with ECU. A lot of guys looking at you, some scouts. Uh, the word from practice right now, there's been some scouts that have come through, have been scouting John Young for the NFL. Uh, kind of what is his word right now when it comes to maybe getting an agent or looking at the draft, or is he going to stick it out for another year at ECU and kind of ride it out and give it one more good year before he goes pro? Here was John Young talking about his pro aspirations, and will he declare for the NFL draft this year? Um, so before the season, I told myself I was going to give it a shot if I averaged 43 or above. I uh, kind of talked to my parents about it, and I achieved that goal. So I think um, I'm definitely going to try it for this next next year and if nothing happens and nothing happens but uh i'm gonna go down to charlotte train with my kicking coach down there and um give it a shot for this spring and 
sign with an sign with an agent and uh, give it a shot. Um, there's definitely been scouts coming to practice and watching, um, and you know my kicking coach. He he knows he has a lot of connections and he definitely thinks I've I've had a year to where I can have a shot at going. Once again, the Military Bowl comes your way December 27th. Kickoff slated for 2.30 as ECU takes on the 6-6 six six ACC foes Boston College and Annapolis, Maryland. Tickets are currently on sale. Make sure you can be there if you can, if the money's right. I know this year's been rough COVID-wise and everything for a lot of families. So if you can be there, do yourself a favor and do this team a favor. But support these parts. Ultimately got something done that we are all expecting and all looking for. Uh, they get to their first bowl game since 2014. Go support your Pirates. Last time we broke the attendance record back in 2010, I believe, against Maryland with a little over 38,000 tickets sold. Let's do that again. Let's show that Pirate Nation isn't nothing to be messed with. In the meantime, coming up, wrapping it up here on the Patrick Johnson Show, Joe Brady out with the Panthers. Is he the blame? Was it the right move? All that and much more here next to wrap it up on the Patrick Johnson Show. programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color is hiring stylist. If you're driven, creative, and ready to make an impact, then we're looking for you. We offer competitive salaries, flexible schedules, and professional training. So bring your creativity, style, and drive to your local Fantastic Sam's today and show us what you've got. Fantastic Sam's. Real salon experience. Real savings. Real fantastic. Apply at locations in Moorhead City, Jacksonville, Greenville, Newburn, Kinston, and Goldsboro. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Golden Corral on Greenville Boulevard is now open, serving all your Golden Corral comfort food favorites like fried chicken, pot roast, steaks, fresh vegetables, and awesome desserts. Don't miss their weekend features like Catfish Fridays, ribs every Saturday, and specialty carved meats on Sundays. Make game day extra special with a hot and hearty big breakfast or build a wholesome tailgate feast of Golden Corral entrees, sides, and desserts. drive through pickup and delivery available open daily for lunch and dinner breakfast every weekend do you have a sportsman on your christmas list this year then it's time for a visit to greenville marine outdoor shop just outside of greenville on marine drive greenville marine outdoor shop has fresh and saltwater fishing supplies and tackle plus they carry all your hunting supplies including guns ammo and a complete archery pro shop Gift certificates also make great stocking stuffers. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, beside Greenville Marine, open Monday through Friday till 5.30, Saturday to 12.30. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that, that's not the end. No way, now it's time for the encore. You know what, you're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar, that's what I like. Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Wanna watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? I, it, it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Producer Ben Barn filling in for the P-Man. 
excuse me, P-Man, obviously. He gets ready for ECU women's basketball. That's coming your way 6 o'clock tonight in Minji's Coliseum as they take on NC Central. Be sure to be there. The first 100 in attendance get this sweet Pirate Athletics t-shirt. Very patriotic, very good looking. One that I personally would like to have. And uh, be sure to tune in on ESPN Plus where you can watch the P-Man do live coverage of that game. In the meantime, kind of some startling, maybe it's startling to some people, maybe not as startling the most, but I personally found it startling. Panthers OC Joe Brady officially let go by the organization. And the big question is, is he to blame for the situation and how this offense has been with Carolina? I say partially, but I don't think he's the major factor this year. I think if there's any staff member to blame, it's Matt Rule. Think of it this way. Matt Rule and the GM, Scott Fitter in some aspects, and Marty Herney in some aspects, refused to get generational offensive linemen in the first round. They could have got Pene Sewell, who's doing pretty solid this year as a rookie, as well as Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater, Slater has a legit opportunity to maybe be a pro bowler in his first year as a rookie in the NFL. We passed on those guys, the guys like J.C. Horn, who got injured two games in, I believe, to look good, but, I mean, and you can't really help the injury or whatnot, but I, yes, there were some issues in the secondary. I didn't personally think that was the biggest need. It's been since 2013 since you've had a franchise left tackle and you had a chance to get one with two uh, generational left tackle talents in this past draft and you passed on them. So I think Matt Rule is to blame there. If you can blame Joe Brady for anything out of this offense, it's the fact that he relied too much on McCaffrey. Who knows if there was other factors or other outside of forces kind of looking in. I'm talking Tepper and Fitterer and Matt Rule who said, hey, we just gave this McCaffrey guy a big extension. We don't care if he's coming off injury. We don't care if he's injury prone. He has to be a focal point of this offense, and he's got, this, he's got to get this significant amount of snaps uh, in order to get, his money, get our money's worth when it comes to McCaffrey. So who knows if that's necessarily – Joe Brady's fault. I will say there were times, especially these past few games, where Christian McCaffrey was playing where I don't think he necessarily was getting them involved it's in the right time. way or making the necessarily the right decisions. So I don't think it's necessarily his fault there. And uh, if there's anything to blame him on, the big thing is the Sam Darnold deal. By all indications and all accounts, Sam Darnold was his idea. And Sam Darnold had a good first three games against teams at the time after those three games who were 0-9 collectively. So, I mean, the level of competition wasn't great. Sam Darnold should have thrived, and then after that he fell off a cliff. That's partially the blame on Joe Brady, not to mind the fact that they picked up his second-year option or his fifth-year option, excuse me. So we're stuck with him for another year. And you also factor in the fact that Gosh should have never been hired in the first place. He had never been an offensive coordinator at any level in football. People forget He's coming from LSU. He was a passing game coordinator and I believe a quarterback coach. Doesn't necessarily scream a guy who belongs in the NFL as a coordinator. So, all in all, I don't think he deserves the blame. I believe this might be the last year of Matt Rule. And if not, it definitely needs to be next year if things don't change. That's just the state of the Panthers right now. They're a dumpster fire. And for what it's worth, I think Joe Brady made the best of what he was given with Cam Newton. Cam Newton looked great his first game as a red zone threat, looked solid his second game against Washington, and then fell off a cliff. I I think that has more to do with Cam Newton than Joe Brady. Cam Newton just doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have what it takes to be a starter in football anymore. If you disagree, I'm sorry. Look at the tape. His arm is shot. He sucks. His footwork is terrible. His mechanics are terrible. He's not a guy that's going to be playing into his 40s. He's done. I dare somebody to give him a shot. And Joe Brady did the best he could in an awful situation with a lot of pressure. Anyways, that's going to do it here for the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Byron filling in. The P-Man should be back tomorrow. Barring any setbacks, I know he's got that EC basketball game, but he's a trooper. He's still slated the host. All that and much more as we gear, gear up for basketball coverage. Gets an NCA&T tomorrow. All that and much more. Stay, stay tuned. ECU women's basketball coming on at 6 o'clock. Turn on ESPN+. Plus. The P-Man will be up there covering the Lady Pirates there. And make sure you can be there in attendance. Tickets aren't expensive. And you can get a nice free T-shirt. Nice Pirate T-shirt. Very patriotic. Very nice. 
for the first hundred in attendance. So be sure to be there, or be square, or just tune in on ESPN Plus with the P Man. That's gonna do it for Pat Johnson Show. Ben Byron filling in. P Man back tomorrow with all your pirate coverage. Rose in the playoffs, Tarboro in the playoffs, all that and much more here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Come to your way tomorrow at 5 every weekday on 94 through the game. Washington Greenville. Crystal clear FM Sports Talk 24 7, 365. Unless we forget to pay the power bill. 94 3, the game.